This is Techie and the Biz, a podcast to explain and simplify how business technology is changing and why it can benefit your organization. Welcome to Techie and the Biz. I'm Max Silber, VP of Mobility and IoT for Metel, and I'm here with my co-host, Erica Silber. Metel's a digital transformation leader and nationwide mobile communication provider. On this episode, we want to cover POTS, or plain old telephony service, and how recent changes are impacting services nationwide. Today, we're going to be talking with Greg Herman, Director of Mobile Solutions for Metel. Hi, Greg. Welcome. Thank you for talking to us today. It's great to be here. Awesome. When I first met Max, I would email him a lot. I know that was very romantic. <laughs> very romantic. I would have to make sure my roommate was off the phone because I would need a landline to dial up. I remember that. Yes. You've got mail. Oh, and she was thrilled. Landlines or POTS, plain old telephone service, has been around for over 100 years. Like you, Max. Oh, thanks. Why is there a push now to finally replace it with the POTS transformation technology? Well, that's a great question, Erica. Um, and it kind of has a, it's a multifaceted question. Um, this past few years, the FCC has allowed uh, the legacy carriers to kind of come out of contract with those, those analog lines, uh, which has then led to a reduction of workforce of skilled workers who are able to repair and install them. Uh, as well as the shutdown of legacy central office facilities that provide those last mile copper handoffs. So it's been very important to find alternative solutions uh, to provide dial tone to those legacy devices that our customers all throughout the industry still have. How is VoIP or voice over IP different from this POTS transformation solution? So traditional VoIP uh, typically used a compressed method of transmitting audio. Unfortunately, with legacy devices like uh, fire panels and security panels, um, that compressed audio uh, doesn't actually make it in its entirety back to the central station, and the signals don't get uh, sent and received correctly. So what we've done with our POTS transformation product is we've been able to deliver a purpose-built device as well as infrastructure that allows for the uncompressed audio to make it intact from the panel to central station. Uh, that's been very important, very successful in ensuring that critical life safety systems uh, stay up and running as the forbearance of plain old telephone systems uh, continues. How do you solve for your POTS transformation solution needing power compared to a traditional POTS line that does not? So if we remember when we were kids, uh, Max, this you know was a long time for you, but a little less. Apparently, it's been a hundred years for me. <laughs> Apparently, so back in those days when we'd have a storm and power would go out, our phones would still work because the dial tone power was being delivered by the central station or the central office, rather. Um, so what we've done here is we're, we've created a central office in a box that we install at the customer prem that has internal battery backup for itself. So in the event of a premise power outage, the device just gracefully fails over to its battery. Uh, any in-progress calls will stay up and aren't impacted. And that battery will keep that those legacy analog devices up and running throughout that power outage. How long does the battery backup work for? So uh, typically under various amounts of load, right, and usage, uh, you can typically see up to 24 hours of battery backup. And in the event that a customer does need additional battery services or resilient power through an extended power failure, um, an uninterrupted power supply can be used to augment that internal battery. 
Oh, reminds me. I remember when we were living in New York City during the big blackout in 2003. Oh, yeah. There was no power anywhere in New York City, but my apartment had a phone jack. And I remember <laughs> Max all of a sudden had this great idea. And we thought he was crazy because there was, of, of course. course, like 20 of us in this 400 square foot apartment in the dark. Oh, yeah. I remember that story. I had to climb up to my apartment, seven stories, grab yes. my old school technician uh, butt set, or what used to be called a butt, butt set. set, used to clip onto my tool belt back in the oh, day. Oh, that's when you see like when the guys are up on the pole and you, that's you right. see them fixing things. They have that phone on their head. Yeah, it's like a yellow, orange, bright, yes. big phone. Of course, and you had one. I grabbed one of those and of course came back to your apartment, was able to use the copper line plug yeah. in and make phone calls and everybody can make phone calls. Right. And everyone was able to tell our families we were safe. But now that you have a battery backup for when the power goes out, what about if your internet service goes out? Do you have a backup for that as well? Well, that's really important, right? Because if your power goes out, well, your broadband modem or your cable modem, that's going to go down too. So we solve for that by having an LTE cellular radio inside of the device. And we deliver that connectivity using not one, but two carriers. So if the power goes out and say uh, carrier one is impacted, well, the device is then able to use carrier two and its own internal battery to continue providing dial term to critical life safety systems. That's interesting. So here we can see the actual equipment that we use to install on the customer premises. This is the data remote device. And an interesting thing, you can notice that there's nothing plugged into the power connector, but it's connected over LT and that's that internal battery working and keeping that dial tone that you can see indicated by this LED up on this port. So if I was to plug in a, an old analog uh, handset, I could actually make a quote unquote cordless phone call. So it's a really heavy cell phone. Uh, you know, much, and, and still so much, much more lighter than the old ones that, you know, used to carry around in a suitcase. <laughs> you know, like the one you used to have. Oh, I used to have one of those. <laughs> you date yourself, Max. <laughs> Are there specific industries where you use the POTS lines more frequently than others? You know, really any industry where you have your own premise is, is going to require some type of analog connectivity for whether it's an, an elevator or a fire or a security system, an emergency phone. But we really see a lot of usage in uh, healthcare, uh, in the retail verticals, um, you know, uh, regular box stores and big box stores, as, as well as, you know, uh, really the, uh, the, and anywhere there's a need for legacy analog connectivity, you can look at it. We've got customers in waste management. Uh, we've got you know customers in uh, the, the oil and gas industry that use them for uh, monitoring their fuel pressure systems, as, as well as you know uh, various sensors along uh, like gas lines, for example. So if there's uh, an increase in pressure that becomes dangerous or a decrease in pressure that indicates that there's not enough uh, flow, the device is able to communicate that out and ensure that those systems are addressed correctly. I always say any commercial building uh, that has, well, if it's a commercial building, it has a fire alarm because it needs it for the certificate of occupancy. So that means it has copper or POTS lines today. Any uh, building that has an elevator because you need emergency services in case you get stuck mm -hmm. in an elevator, they have POTS lines or anyone that you still has a fax machine like in healthcare, for example, where we yeah. see that a lot. Right. I mean, you mentioned hospitals and funny you should say fax because 
I was in a health center recently and I noticed that they were sending and receiving faxes. And I just, I didn't think anyone sent a fax except for my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, healthcare facilities use fax a lot because they still transmit medical files using faxes. Uh, It's a HIPAA compliant form of transmitting uh, private medical data. Uh, But to, to be, you know, to be broader than that, um, I actually think everyone's dads still use a yeah, fax line. <laughs> probably. So POTS transformation is estimated to have a cost savings of 30%. Where is the savings coming from? So I could probably answer that. The Traditionally, a POTS line gets billed uh, by its basic services, depending on where it is in, in the United States. And then there's all kinds of additional state charges or feature charges that are added onto that. So you might have a hundred POTS lines or a thousand POTS lines, and they're not all billed at the same rate because they're all scattered in different states and are subject to different surcharges. When you digitize a service like we're doing with this POTS transformation solution, you can normalize what that monthly cost is per line. Um, And you can also stabilize it so the rate doesn't increase month over month. You're getting the same rate for the entire contracted period. So just by normalizing the rate, not increasing it month over month, and then removing all these uh, state charges that were traditionally associated with POTS lines, uh, we're able to provide an immediate savings of 30%. How long does it take to replace a POTS line with a POTS solution? Uh, How long it takes? uh, We've actually taken huge efforts to make sure that it's as painless as possible for a given customer. So when we ship our equipment out, we don't ship 10 boxes of, you know, an antenna, uh, the, the, the data remote device, uh, power cables, uh, you know, wiring and all this. We pre-build everything in our warehouse on a plywood backboard that's uh, using fire retardant paint. And it's all pre-wired, pre-connected. And the device is also pre-configured with all of the dial tone necessary for each analog device that's going to be connected. So when that arrives on site for the technician, they unpack one box, then they just four pilot holes into the wall, mount that and then apply power, the device will go online over its LTE and now it's ready to be tested. And once it's tested, well, we can locate those uh, legacy cross connects, they're called, and we can swing them over to the Metel provided 66 block, which we use for terminating the dial tone to the customer uh, analog devices. Let me, let me just uh, confirm so that anybody listening to this under the age of 30 knows what you just said. <laughs> the 66 block is how we connect the service coming in or in this case, we're replicating the old copper line coming in to the, to the wiring that already exists in the building that goes out to where the fax machines are if we're faxing, for example, or where the elevator lines connect so that when you hit that call button, if you're stuck in an elevator, the call actually goes through. So that that's something we used to call a 66 block. Huh, interesting. What if I don't have a service at the time of installation, such as an alarm, but I would love to add that service later at a different time? Is that possible with a solution? So that's 100% possible. And that's, that's kind of twofold, right? Since we're pre-wiring everything, um, that's going to be ready. We're going to have some unused ports that are going to be ready to be used at that 66 block. So a customer or um, an agent or, um, you know, any of our account reps or employees can go in and they can uh, do an ad service ticket. And once that orders processed, which only takes a handful of minutes because everything's built with API and AI 
uh, connectivity between all of our systems, within an hour or even sooner, that line of service will be ready for use and dial tone will be present at that 66 block. So at that point, a customer can either uh, commission Mattel to uh, send a smart hands technician to do that wiring, or if they have capable on-site hands, they can complete that termination themselves. And, you know, they don't have to wait two, three weeks. And, you know, when's that technician going to show up between 9 a.m. and 6 p.m.? Right. Those are fun windows to waste our work days on, aren't they? <laughs> Huh. So when considering my pods lines, is there a minimum amount of lines needed? Yeah, that, that's actually a great question. I get that all the time. We, we don't really have a minimum, but it's always important to remember for us to add the greatest value. We're typically servicing medium to large businesses. So uh, we kind of, kind of try to apply the same rule of thumb that we do uh, in mobility in general, which is we tell everyone, you know, probably around 25 lines or more is a safe bet for, uh, for, for an opportunity that would fit right with Mattel. A lot of times a business having a catchy vanity number allows customers to remember the business easier. For example, that 1-800 number to get flowers that Max loves to call all the time. I, I use it all the time. It's your favorite. <laughs> so would transforming POTS lines to this digital solution require a business to change numbers? No, it doesn't. Um, in fact, what we do is we call them published or non-published numbers. So basically, if your customers or employees at other sites are aware of those, you know, voice calling numbers or those fax lines, well, we'll we can go ahead and port them to this platform and that's without issue. And then what we do is any of the non-published lines, like an elevator line, Nobody calls the elevator. People call from the elevator. Um, the fire panel is an automated call. The, the security panels are automated calls. So what we do is we will just replace those with net new numbers for as quick and painless as a turn up as possible. It really expedites the timeline uh, for completing an install and also is beneficial to those cost savings that Max talked about earlier. So the customers realize that 30% much sooner rather than towards the end of a project. Wow, that's interesting. Well, that brings us to game time. This is where in the podcast episode, we play a game. And for this episode, we're going to play a game called This or That. That's where I'll just send you rapid fire options and you come back with your first choice. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay. Feature mountains. Mountains. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Giants or jets? Jets. <laughs> Call or text? Call. Skydive or hot air balloon? Skydive. iPhone or Android? Android. Huh, he's with you. That's, Fishing that's all day. That's why we get along. <laughs> Fishing all day or bike tour? Fishing all day. Joe Namath or Joe Montana? Uh, I got to be honest, Joe Montana. Ah, uh -huh. good one. You know, I have a fun fact about these guys. Do you know that they're, they are the only two players that won a championship playing for their college team and then went on to quarterback for Super Bowl winning teams. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. How I do know. you have so you much know, football I, Having two boys that love football, I like to keep up on my football trivia. <laughs> Uber or Lyft? Uber. City or nature? Nature. Smokey the Bear or Woody the Owl? Well, that's a tough one. I'm going to go Smokey the Bear. <laughs> do you know his motto? Only you can prevent forest fires. Yeah, excellent. Do you know Woody the Owl's motto? No idea. <laughs> I know it. Wait, you do? Yeah. Okay, what is it? Give a hoot. Don't, Don't pollute. Don't pollute, yes. Oh, wow. I did not know that. 
Read minds or see the future. Read minds. Cat or dog? Dog. Rock climb or zip line? Zip line. Netflix or Amazon? Amazon. Invisible or invincible? Invincible. Stay in or go out? Go out. Always early or just on time? Just on time. Laptop or PC? PC. Download or stream? Download. The famous Eleanor from the movie Gone in 60 Seconds or the General Lee from the Dukes of Hazard. Eleanor all day. Oh, that one, that's <laughs> a good movie, right? I love the Dukes of Hazard, by the way. I recently actually learned that Greg has a really interesting hobby. He works on muscle cars. Yeah, yeah, I do, Max. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, my grandfather actually started the, uh, the family repair business back in the 20s. And uh, my dad, 36, he took it over. And then my older brother took it over after that. So, you know, I spent a lot of time uh, after school getting my hands dirty underneath cars and uh, really doing a lot of tinkering. So it's been, uh, it's, it's benefited me while I certainly save a bit on my repair bills. Yeah. That's great. You guys really made it tough on me, by the way, because, you know, as a Mopar guy, it's really hard not to pick the General Lee. But I mean, when you put it up against the Eleanor, what am I supposed to do? You know, it's, the, it's, it's the muscle car. It's the icon. I, I can't not pick it. That's awesome. Tourist spot or hidden gem? Hidden gem. Yankees or Mets? Yankees. <laughs> fame, fame and fortune or success and happiness? Success and happiness. Awesome. That was great. Thank you for joining us today and helping us get a better understanding and the benefits of the POTS transformation. Thanks for having me, Erica and Max. It's been a good time. To learn more about POTS transformation or any of Metal's other services, please go to metal.net or contact your Metal sales representative.